Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Jordan Saris about her Wishes Collection wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she planned this event and how it all turned out. So welcome, Jordan. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have a wedding celebration at Walt Disney World. Okay, so we were always huge Disney fans from the beginning. One of our first conversations together as a couple was who was the bigger Disney fan. You know, went back and forth. I had my monorail co-pilot certificate that they used to give out. And then my now (laughs) husband sent me like a picture of his car being the last in the parking lot. And that kind of started our whole relationship. And then after that, you know, we dated and got engaged and everyone kind of asked like, oh, where are you going to get married? Disney? And we actually hadn't really talked about it yet. And we were kind of like, well, yeah, I guess Disney is it because that's kind of the only place we could picture ourselves getting married. (laughs) That's great. Now, you guys did something unique. You actually were already married, and so you treated this more as just a big reception or a celebration of your wedding at Walt Disney World without doing an actual ceremony. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we got engaged in, oh gosh, I think it was 2017, and we had a surprise military order change to move us from where we currently were out to where we are now in Hawaii. So that was exciting and great, but it kind of threw a wrench in having a normal wedding because we found out with a few months notice we had to leave. So we went ahead and got legally married and did the whole courthouse thing, and then after that, we decided, you know, we would just save up and then just do a wedding celebration. When the time came around, we were planning a ceremony originally and then just kind of felt like we already did our vows. We already have done that part of it. We just wanted the whole wedding feel and the celebration of it. So that's kind of why we ended up cutting the ceremony component. That's interesting. And how did your friends and family react? Were they like, well, you already got married? Or were they just like, yay, a big party at Disney? (laughs) So some people knew, our immediate family knew they were present for the courthouse proceedings. So they were a little bummed. I know that my dad kind of took it the hardest as far as not having an actual ceremony because he wanted to be able to, you know, have his moment with me, walking me down the aisle and Most people were supportive. Some people questioned it because it wasn't, you know, traditional. But ultimately, when it came down to it, we just wanted to do what would make us happy and what felt right for us. And everyone was super excited about going to Disney because we always are their tour guides anyway. So we were excited to see what a wedding could be like there. And not having a ceremony didn't really affect anything for us because we did a very big family oriented first look. I did one with my dad and then one with my now husband in the Italy pavilion. That's interesting. And then the rest of your family was there for it too? Or how did that work? 
Yeah, so I guess normally for first looks, they only allow the bride and the groom. But our wedding planner, Diane, was phenomenal because she understood what we were trying to accomplish with not having the formal ceremony. And she worked some magic and we got special permission to have all of our immediate family, so grandparents, aunts and uncles and siblings, to come on the vans and buses with us over And I did my first look with my dad and then I did my first look with Josh and they were all there around surrounding us. So they got to watch and see the the special moments. And it was kind of the big walking down the aisle moment per se (laughs) without actually having to do a whole ceremony. That's fantastic. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited about, I think, 55 or 60. And then we ended up having, I think, 48 showed. Uh, We had a few last-minute cancellations. (laughs) But still, that's a pretty great turnout. Yeah, we were not expecting quite that high of a turnout. We kind of had to do some numbers crunching, and then, you know, people had some significant other changes, and it it was kind of a scramble at the last minute, but it, it ended up working out. We were glad we had as many people as we did. Now, how did you choose the venue for your reception? I've always wanted to get married in Italy since I was a little kid. I saw the platform and it just looks like where somebody should get married. Um, And my heritage is Italian. So we've got a big Italian family and I always knew I wanted to do something there. That was really a no brainer. And Josh was just down for whatever I wanted to do as far as locations go. We also chose to do the big reception in Italy, Azola, off on the water. So we did our first look and then just walked straight over from there. And then we also wanted to tie in, so his heritage is Hispanic, so he's mainland Puerto Rican, and we wanted to incorporate that. So we went to the Mexico Pavilion afterwards where all of our friends work and did post-reception drinks there. And then we also tied in Hawaii with our rehearsal dinner at the Luau. That's interesting. So when you say you did post-reception drinks in Mexico, was that just informally or did you have a space set aside? Yeah, so we um, actually have been going there ever since we've been dating. (laughs) We're friends with all of the bartenders and the the managers as well. And we kind of talked to them and they actually aren't part of, I guess they're employed separately from Disney. So Disney weddings usually doesn't work with them at all. And we had just gone in and then Diane said, if you want to set something up with them, feel free to go and talk to them and kind of orchestrate it on your own. And then just let us know if you need a guide or what kind of setup you would need from us to get you there. So we had set aside a table for us and our bridesmaids and groomsmen and they came over and we had reserved the, the seats, I think, for an hour and a half. So we had a nice little private celebration with everyone there afterwards. That's awesome. And did you have to provide park admission then for the people who left the catered event when it was over and then went into the park to do that? No. So I don't know if that's typical or not. We had asked if they were going to charge for that and they did not ever say yes or no. And then when the time came and the guide took us over, they didn't even ask for park admission. So I don't know if that was a little bit of Disney magic just because, um, or maybe because we orchestrated it through Mexico and all that the Disney wedding team had to do was give us a guide. They kind of let us get away with it. (laughs) But um, no, nobody had to have park admission for that part of it. That's great. Did you guys have any kind of a theme for your wedding? 
not really a theme. It was just really a celebration. We really wanted it to be a big weekend long experience. We wanted to keep it for the ceremony and the wedding, very natural and realistic looking to blend in with the the background. And I knew it was going to be flower and garden during that time. So it would be beautiful with all the flowers as it is. So we didn't really have a theme. We just kind of enhanced everything with the natural beauty. That's great. Now, when you do an outside reception at Epcot during park hours, it can be tricky with entertainment. Like you can't have a DJ. Did you guys do anything for entertainment at your reception? So I was extremely worried about that because um, I was like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do? And I was writing in the dis boards about what do you do if you don't have a DJ, you know, for toasts and different things like that. And I was so worried about it and it didn't even really matter. We didn't book any entertainment. Our videographer was great. He had talked to us beforehand and had actually brought in a mic that wasn't amplified. It was just a recording mic. So we could still have everybody do our speeches and then hear it on the video. And since it was a brunch wedding, nobody really cared that there wasn't any entertainment. We all just kind of socialized and ate and drank and had fun that way. We didn't really need much of anything else besides that. That's great to hear. I think a lot of times we brides and also grooms start (laughs) to worry about like, we have to entertain people every single second of this event when truly a lot of it is just meeting or catching up with new people at the reception. Absolutely. It it was great because all of our family, extended family got to meet each other and it was just nice. I didn't ever feel the pressure of having to leave a conversation with someone to go do something else. And they were really good about, you know, just, oh, let's go do the cake now. And then everybody just kind of migrated and went over there for those photos. And then we actually had more time to take individual photos with our guests because we weren't on a strict timeline. Oh, that's a great point. And then did you do anything like send those photos to your guests or anything like that? Yes. So I've been sending them out as they've been coming in. And it was it's a really nice memory to have because, you know, you always think about like, oh, I'm going to miss a photo. And I, I told our photographers, like, photography is the most important thing to me. I don't care if if you need to pull me for something, pull me. I want to make sure I have the photos I've always wanted. So it really allowed us to have more freedom with what we wanted to do because I got to take pictures with, I think, pretty much every guest that wanted to take a picture with me, with our photographer. That's wonderful. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from the reception that you recommend? Yes, we did the brunch menu and the crepes. They were the vanilla, I forget what kind of cream it was, crepes with like mandarin and I think it was a cognac sauce. It was delicious. It was like a dessert in a crepe. (laughs) So that was phenomenal. And then I know Josh absolutely loved the salmon with the avocado mousse. That was a really good dish as well. And then I personally love mimosas. I could drink them all day long. And we had the mimosa bar, which was a huge hit. Everybody absolutely loved that. And then for cake, we went with, we had a little bit of different flavors. I haven't really heard of anybody doing these, but we did the tequila key lime filling with the lemon cake and then the almond cake with the amaretto crunch. And did they work? <laughs> they did. Um, I mean, I was obsessed with the tequila key lime. I ate like, I think three or four pieces of that. <laughs> um, but everybody else really enjoyed it. Um, I think that the almond and amaretto crunch was a bigger hit, kind of more breakfast tasting um, as far as cake flavors go. But I loved the tequila key lime. That was my absolute favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
You mentioned that you did the luau for your welcome party. Did you add a dessert party on your on the night of the wedding celebration? We did. So we did one. We really wanted to do again in Italy, but the they were using it as a queue line, I think, at the time for some event that was going on. So it wasn't available for us. So we ended up doing UK Lockside, I believe, for our dessert party. And honestly, now that we've done it, I absolutely love that spot. I would not do it anywhere else. It was so private and such great views and you know, I've seen the other locations and I actually saw another bride right across the way. I think she was in France getting married. And then we, when we were leaving the park afterwards, we kind of ran into each other and we were talking about our dessert parties and she's like, Oh, I wish I had seen you down there. <laughs> um, so it was really nice. Cause you know, you kind of did have that privacy that you wouldn't really get anywhere else. Right. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how all of the day's events fit together? Yeah, so hair and makeup was uh, bright and early. We, I think Stacy from Fairy Tale Hair and Makeup got there at 3.30 that morning. We had, I had four bridesmaids and my mom who all wanted their hair done, which is why it was so early. So we did all of that. And then I think Ali and Stephanie got there at 6.30. And then we took a bunch of photos and I think we left to go on the vans at, eight o'clock if I'm not mistaken. And then from there, we went to backstage to get to Italy. The first look took about 30 to 45 minutes because I did my dad and Josh. So that took a little more time than a normal first look would take um, because I had to reset us all up again. (laughs) And then we did photos with family and did portraits of Josh and I for about an hour and a half, I'd say, while they were setting up the reception area. And then our brunch reception started at 10. And I will say, I should have listened to Diane when she said that an outdoor reception in April is not a good idea. (laughs) Um, But I grew up in Florida. I'm like, no, the heat will be fine. I'll be able to handle it. But it was really hot. Even that early, a lot of our guests were were kind of dying. They were really nice. Disney was great and letting us like go walk up into the Italy Pavilion area where the bathrooms are to kind of let the guests cool off. But it was it was really hot. Um, so we actually ended up cutting our reception short by like an hour, I think. That's interesting. You just told them, hey, let's wrap this up or? Yeah, she came over and she's like, what are your thoughts? You know, what are you guys thinking? I know you have Mexico planned. Do you think they would let you in earlier? if you guys wanted to go now, cause I know the guests are kind of uncomfortable and I, you know, I didn't want to keep anyone out in the heat, especially cause some of my dad's family is currently in Chicago. So they were not used to it at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so they um, ended up cutting it early and everyone was fine with that. They, you know, wanted to get out of the heat as well. And then we just went over to Mexico and um, checked in with them and they said it was fine if we came in early. So we did that. Then we went back to our room after Mexico, we were there for an hour and a half and I, we did not eat nearly enough at our reception. So we decided we were staying at the beach uh, resort and we wanted to go get burgers. Um, So we walked around the boardwalk and went to the ESPN restaurant right there. And I think I fell asleep sitting up waiting for my burger. (laughs) But it was was a great experience. We went with my maid of honor and, um, then they like had our name displayed and everything. Cause I was all, all in my hair and makeup still and looked ridiculous. <laughs> um, 
but it was really cool experience to see that they flashed it up on the screen like oh congratulations Jordan and Josh and they gave us like a free dessert and then we went back to the room took a quick power nap and then I think I want to say it was like seven o'clock we walked back over from the beach to the backstage of Epcot to get escorted into the dessert party that's great So you mentioned that photography was really important. What were the other important aspects that you focused your attention or your budget on? So it was overall guest experience, photography, and then food. (laughs) So photography was the biggest thing from the get-go, 100%. We actually even booked two more separate shoots with Ali outside of Disney because I just loved his work so much and wanted to do a trash address session and like a bridal boudoir session as well. So we booked all of those in advance. And then with guest experience, we really just wanted there to be as many things as possible for people to do because a lot of people weren't local to Florida. So we wanted them to really get their money's worth. So we, you know, did the bachelor and bachelorette party down at downtown Disney or uh, Disney Springsville (laughs) and met up there, walked around, had drinks there. So that way everybody could come and didn't require park admission. We did do the spirit of Aloha as our rehearsal dinner, which was great. And we got, we flew in, um, since we live in Hawaii, we flew in lays for everybody from here because we just wanted to have a special touch to it. And then with the, actual wedding part of it you know we just wanted everyone to be able to do as much as possible so that's why we tried to do Mexico after the reception so that way the people could walk right in with us and not have to get a park admission for that and with the dessert party you know same thing everything we did we did with the intention of including everyone in that's great and then what aspects were less important where you saved your money and effort you mentioned entertainment at the reception Yes, entertainment and floral. I couldn't justify spending a bunch of money on on flowers that were just going to die, especially because we couldn't really take everything back home. And I didn't want to really preserve all that much because flying back and forth to Hawaii is kind of a pain already. (laughs) So we... I think my floral budget ended up being like $900 in total because I knew it was going to be flower and garden. So there would be tons of floral around, which we lucked out on. And I just did very minimal decor on the tables. And yeah, I didn't want to do any entertainment. I did reuse the money from the ceremony for videography. But really, I just didn't really care about the floral and decor that much because a lot of the areas in Epcot are beautiful on their own and they don't need much help. (laughs) Right. And like you say, flower and garden, it gets even more beautiful. Oh, yeah. The place, they had this big floral, it was green with like all these little red flowers in it right behind where we did our cake cutting. It was this massive like flower wall that I didn't even have to pay for. (laughs) 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 Can't beat that. That's great. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My personal favorite was, I, I loved our first looks with each other. They were just it was something different. You know, I got to do it with my dad and then with my husband. So it was a really emotional moment, but it was cool to have family there as well. Kind of a a different experience, but I didn't even notice that they were around me because, you know, they were around the the big platform in the Italy pavilion. Um, And then after, you know, Josh and I finished talking, everybody started cheering and that was really cool. Um, (laughs) And, you know, just being in Italy like that with no one around is a pretty priceless moment but my favorite has to be I wanted to surprise my husband's impossible to surprise (laughs) 
he figures out everything, even like surprise parties. Even if I just try to get a gift, he figures it out somehow. And I had actually pulled it off where I had messaged Diane. I was like, I want to surprise him with a ride mix in just he and I, because he'll never know it's coming. If he could just send me a separate BEO for it, you know, that would be great. And, um, so she did that. She sent me the BEO and uh, I asked her if I could pay for it after the wedding because we already had a joint bank account. So he was going to see it. <laughs> um, so she said she would just let me pay for that after the wedding. And then it was going to be my surprise gift to him at the dessert party, which it, it kind of got room, but I still got him. <laughs> um, we were there and the guide came up and she's like, okay, we got to go. We got to hurry because we got to get over to your, your mix in. And he's like, what? And I hadn't told him yet because we were taking pictures and I had just forgotten. And he's like, hey, you know, we get to go on a ride. And I was like, oh, no, the like, crew told you that. <laughs> so it kind of got ruined in that sense. But he was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I never would have guessed that you would have done something like that. So that was a really special moment, though, because I pulled off the surprise. And then when we went over, um, we did Soren for the mix-in. And we actually had the ride entirely to ourselves. Uh, so it was such a cool experience. Cause I know normally with the mix-ins, there's like other people there. And I don't know if it's just cause I was walking so slow on my heels or, um, if it was just that the ride was already done, but we had an entirely empty ride for us to go on. It was pretty, pretty magical. That was my favorite moment of the night. That's fabulous. So did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Little things, I mean, the heat was a big thing. Um, I really didn't think it would be as big of a deal as it was. In hindsight, I I would not have done that or maybe would have picked a different location for the food and drink or something just because it was, it was really hot. I mean, I think it was 90, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was sweating. I was still having a great time, though, but it was it was hot. So that kind of didn't go as planned. And then... Only other thing was like little things not to do with Disney, but a couple of our groomsmen the night before realized that they didn't get shoes with their suits that they rented. <laughs> so 11 o'clock at night, they're running around trying to find open stores for shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was uh, kind of nerve wracking. And then the other thing was that we came downstairs. This was just kind of a funny story, but my husband and his groomsmen were downstairs going to get in their van before we got in ours and it was all scheduled perfectly. And we even ran a few minutes over for photos. So it, it, we weren't going to see each other. We walk downstairs and I see one of the groomsmen and we all panic and like turn around and sprint the other direction. <laughs> we thought they hadn't left yet. And it turns out that he actually was the first groomsman downstairs, but then had to use the bathroom. So when he went to go use the bathroom and then came back, the van was already gone. So um, he actually, luckily we had an extra space in our van. So he just hopped in with us and went, but that was not as expected and kind of gave us a little bit of a heart attack the morning of. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or maybe you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I think the biggest thing that I was worried about was people finding their way around Disney who weren't from Orlando area or from Florida, I was so panicked about it. And I mean, even leading up to like two days before it, we sent out, you know, all the detailed emails and I've heard everyone on this podcast say, no matter how many times you say it, people are going to forget. <laughs> and I was like, no, we're going to be so organized. It's going to work. And 
I mean, even the day before, they're like, wait, so we're supposed to be at what hotel at what time? And like, <laughs> oh, come on, guys. <laughs> but it ended up not being that big of a deal because everybody ultimately made it to where they were supposed to be when they were supposed to be there. And I just needed to not stress about that as much because, you know, as long as you tell people the general directions, Disney employees are helpful enough to get people where they need to be. So everyone, for the most part, did a pretty good job of that. And then I was also really stressed out about I had actually made picture frames for the tables of photos of Josh and I around Disney and trying to explain like what I wanted for my centerpieces I couldn't find examples of it so I was really stressed out about that (laughs) and Disney floral just crushed it with just going off of what I was trying to explain to them I mean they know what they're doing and they can put together exactly what you're thinking without you even saying it. (laughs) So just trusting their, their knowledge and expertise was something that I should have done from the (laughs) get-go. Now we've talked a bit about the heat at the reception. Is there anything else you would have done differently at your wedding, knowing what you know now? I mean, I probably would, I was debating between, you know, Italy, Azola and um, the living seas for my reception. I might have gone with a different reception location or maybe just had switched it to a different time of year just because we, we had the flexibility to do that. We weren't set with a month. I just wanted to do that month in particular. So, you know, I think I would have just done that differently, but other than that, everything, you know, guest experience wise was great. It was worth it. We really enjoyed everything. That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing is just always ask if you have an idea or have something in mind, just ask because ours was extremely out of the norm as far as, you know, not doing a traditional ceremony and having places like Mexico that haven't really been done before and things like that. Just anytime that I asked, they were, oh, well, let's find out. It was never a straight up no right off the bat. So always ask and see what they can do. Cause I, at first I didn't think anything that we wanted was possible and it ended up being a hundred percent possible. So that was great. And then I would say the other biggest thing is, and I did it and I knew I was going to be this way, but just don't stress about it. Disney has everything under control. I mean, I stressed about transportation. I stressed about decor, everything, and they did everything perfectly. They, I mean, they really are professionals and you hear it and it's hard to get yourself in that mindset, but It really is true. And then make sure you eat a lot of your food. (laughs) Please eat your food. (laughs) That's great advice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in doing a wishes collection event, especially if they maybe don't need to do a ceremony. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you for having me. I love your show. I've been listening to it for so long now. (laughs) That's great. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>